Hi, this is Melissa Wood Tepperberg, and this is the Move with Heart podcast. Are you ready? <laughs> Just breathe it all in. I want to talk. I can't lie. <laughs> I was like, it's going to be short, sweet, and very spicy. And we're going to get right into it because apparently some of you think I talk too much. <laughs> Okay, are we ready to go? We sound are we good? ready? Are you amazing? I'm so happy to have you back. I know. I'm Yay. so happy everyone loved this so much. That I we know. Can do a part two and then season two will have more. Yes. I mean, these questions are from everyone from a QA that I put up on mm-hmm. Instagram. So Yeah. From you guys. Dylan curated this and put yep. it all together for what we found we felt was like. The hard hitting, as always. Yes. We like to go there. Yep. All right. How do you deal with big changes? Ooh. (laughs) Excuse me. That was lunch. I was going to tell you. I was going to be like, my my stomach's going to start growling at some point during this. I'm just warning everyone in the room. I had toast right before. Yeah, I offered you some. How do I deal with big changes? This is such a great question because and timely because I feel like there's a lot going timely. yeah I get so grounded with myself like extra centered and I shared this on a previous episode but for me like we're almost at that place again where we're about to release something that we have been working so hard on for so long. I've put every ounce of like my heart, my soul, everything I have into this. And I could just feel this. I've become really, really sensitive. I'm super sensitive to begin with, but like just like a whole new layer of sensitivity has mm-hmm. washed over me. And I knew like it like came up in a meditation and it was like, you got to buckle up, buttercup. We're going for another ride. And like life is just one big ride, right? So for me, whenever there's anything going on that I'm like preparing for or anticipating, and honestly, just in life, like I try to keep myself at a grounded place because I am so sensitive so that no matter what is thrown my way, because even when you think you know, what you're about to walk into. Mm -hmm. Like, you never really know, right? You never know what life is going to... You never know what the day is going to bring you. Exactly. Every moment. For me, it's really learning that I am... It's not even like at my best, but I am the most grounded version of myself when I stay consistent, you guys. Like, I don't... I mean, I was the girl who, you know, was modeling and acting for years and... I would have to prepare for every shoot. I would have to prepare for every role. And it was just this vicious cycle of never being present or living my life with enjoyment because Mm -hmm. I was worried about what I was going to look like in a bathing suit Mm -hmm. or like for that particular shooter. And now I have no sense of that. Like I just, I know so deeply that like you can really change when you Mm want to change and you do everything in your power to make your actions align with the changes that you want to make in your life. And for me, I'm at, it's like 
things are so chaotic right now, but I feel really peaceful. Mm. And like, I've had a few breakdowns along the way and I allow myself to have those. Yeah, I have cry, to. I get it out, and then I get back to work and I just stay really consistent. And it's it's not about, I, I don't ever think of myself as disciplined or all of those things. It's just, it really is embracing a way of life. Mm-hmm. And I know what knocks me off and I know what brings me back. And I, I just keep bringing myself back. Mm. That was beautifully said. Thank and you, I Dylan. agree because I, I feel like I live it too, like the consistency. Mm-hmm. And one date, like crazy things come up, it's those practices that really are able to bring you back yeah. on a daily basis. Also, what you said with like, build every, when you were a model, like it was like building up to a shoot. Like you live your life every day as if every day, not, it's not the same, but you do the same thing. So it's not like when you're going on a trip, you feel like you have to like get ready for it. Yeah. Instead of living in that mind of like preparing mode where it's like, you can't even enjoy the Tuesday that you're living because you're so worried about Friday and what you're exactly, you know, what you're going to prep for. And I, have been there. Mm-hmm. Like I lived, I know it's hard to transition from that way of being and that way of thinking. Yeah. And I feel like it's a lot of people that are like in my place and my age mm-hmm. strive for that. Right. And are striving for that. And I feel like you've really mastered it. I mean, by the way, I don't even think it's like a mastery. It's a, a knowing. Yeah. I know myself and I'm just continuing to get to know myself so well. Yeah. Something that would disrupt me would knock me off course for weeks. Yeah. I wouldn't stop talking about it for weeks. Now I have shortened the window of the reaction period because, and I know this, I know that this is, it's a fact. Yeah. Because I meditate every day, because I strive to move my body every day, even if it's a walk, a hike, you know, Mm -hmm. swim, whatever it is. And those are the things that just keep me at bay. They keep me sane. Mm -hmm. So I I feel like I'm able to face the day with like joy, with a curiosity of like what it's going to bring. And Mm -hmm. there, I mean, it's, I hate to say this, but like owning your own business, being an entrepreneur, being a mother, shit goes down daily, hourly. There is always something, Mm -hmm. right? A kid is sick and then someone calls in sick. It's just, it's, it's just, we dealt with something today where it was like, yeah, it's, something could have easily knocked, knocked me off. The old Melissa would never have been able to move forward and just mm-hmm. be here with you and, right. and not think about that. And and it's it's something that I feel is, I really think it's like the most important thing in life. Yeah. And it's nice to be in this state now. Yeah. Like you can feel proud of yourself. I do. And it's not rigid, which is like what I feel the most passionate about sharing this Mm -hmm. way of life. Mm. Love it. Okay. What was it like dating when you were going through a lot of healing? I feel like that's good to come after that because it's like before you were like this. Yes. I mean, you know, my dating stories were so different because they were short-lived. I actually think it is really important to date, to date Mm -hmm. yourself. Um, I'm such a relationship type person that I almost 
would go from one relationship to the next relationship to the next relationship. Mm. And I don't necessarily feel that is the healthiest. So knowing that um, was a big part of my healing too, seeing that I, you know, it was like I I needed to detach from those behavioral patterns of always feeling like I needed to be with someone. And when I started dating Noah, it was interesting because it was like we were dating, but he traveled so much. And I would go with him, but then I I wouldn't go with him a handful mm-hmm. of the time. And I, I feel like it was like it gave me time to be with myself because I was always so used to like attaching mm. myself to my person's life and molding my life with their life, which, of course, you want synchronicities, but right. it's just so important to have your own stuff. And the way that I have continued and continue to prioritize my healing because I don't know. I I believe we can heal from things, but I think healing is just, it's a never ending journey Mm. of discovery of things unfolding, unfolding, peeling back layers of things that you have shoved so far beneath the surface that you're not even aware you need to heal from. And when you're in a relationship that makes you feel really safe, I feel like it it gives more space for healing, Mm. but it it's it comes back to prioritizing that and you know maybe it's staying in therapy even when you don't think you need to be or working with a life coach or a health coach or a mm-hmm. personal um you know anyone who helps you work on and and call you out on your shit i find it's it's just like yes i have healed so much but it's interesting because I feel like a whole new wave of stuff coming up where I'm like, does it ever? <laughs> like, do you ever just? But that's life. That's, that's life. The ride. It's the ride. Yeah. And it's a ride. Mm. And I think when you're dating and you're your age, instead of just riding the coattails of your friends and doing all the things and molding more into a follower, I I think it's really a crucial point. I don't think you need to find yourself or discover passions, but just learning to become more like self-aware and mindful of like who you are Mm -hmm. and what you need. Like I just came off a girl's trip, right? With a lot of girls. I grew up with a lot of girls in my house. You know, like those things, sometimes trigger me and they, but I know this. So instead of always keeping myself open and available to give, 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 I had to have moments where I would go in my room. I would do my things. I would take time to myself. I would tell people that. And I created really strong boundaries with, with Mm -hmm. myself. It's not like I had to announce it. It's just a commitment to myself. Mm -hmm. Like I knew I gave a lot, Melissa, go in for 30 minutes, like do another, med- I meditated twice a day that the entire trip. Because you needed it. And you because I know that I need it when mm-hmm. there's a lot of energy and I start to, you know. I'm laughing because I do the same thing. And I it's have just to. like the people around me know it now. Yes. And I think you've created that with the people around you too. It's like, just know when you need a second, like give it to her. I feel like since we're on this topic, because I just came off a trip too, where a lot of girls are in a different period in their life where like they have kids and maybe they're going through a divorce and they're dating again. And this like peer pressure 
when you sit down with a human you've never met before, right? And you're on a date and they're drinking and they're like, why aren't you drinking? But like, you don't want to drink. I think those are really pivotal moments for you to honor what you need. And if you don't want to drink, you don't need to drink. And and if you, I think in these situations, like if you are with someone who's like putting that pressure, I mean, first of all, that's like a bright red flag, girls, like, and guys, listen to that. Because I think those are things like anyone who makes you feel that sense of like, you need to do something to meet them where they are. No. And honoring it and feeling really confident. Because I also think people are very attracted to human beings who are confident in their own skin, mm-hmm. right? Like I, I, sh- I want everyone to feel confident in their own skin. And that is why I share this work because I know what it feels like not to feel confident. It's really hard walking around life feeling super insecure. So just to confidently honor like, oh, you have a drink. Like I'm actually not drinking is mm. so powerful. Such a good advice. So powerful. Yeah. And the person hopefully really respects that. And if they don't and they push, ask for the check. Or go to the bathroom and be on your merry way and never return to the table. Okay? <laughs> out. Peace out. You are not here to please anyone in life. I we are not that. here to bring ourselves down, to make other people feel comfortable in their own skin. That is not your job. Mm-hmm. Out. Walk out. No, this is such good advice because I, I don't drink a ton. And people will – now people know. They don't say something to me. Right. But, like, a lot of times they will say, oh, you're not drinking. And it's like, yeah, I'm not. And I right. couldn't feel better being confident saying, yeah, no. Yes. Because a lot of times people feel like, oh, you know. That's the problem. And they want you to drink. Like that. And it has nothing to do with, it's to make them feel more comfortable exactly. and confident. And like, that's just not our job. That's mm-hmm. not why we're here. It's to really embrace mm-hmm. who we are and to, I think, just own it. Yeah. And like humbly with like no ego or not being mean or rude. But no. taking care of yourself. Like, yeah. Take care of yourself. Yeah. If you are someone who needs to wake up and meditate in the morning and your person likes to get up and talk and do what, like, say what you need. Communication is key. I mean, I, yeah. I'm still doing that. I still do that with Noah. Yeah. Like last night when we got into bed and he was like on Instagram and I'm like, we're done with that now. <laughs> that too. We're done with that now. And he's like, <laughs> I'm not being bossy. I'm just like, it's time to be here. (laughs) Let's put those away because they take you away from your experience. I'm going to play this for Mark when (laughs) when it comes out. But like, you know, it's nice. And even in the morning, Noah will be like, okay, so for today, I'm like, wait, wait, I have to meditate. And he's like, okay, go. Like, he knows I need that. And it's good. Like, Mm -hmm. it's good to be really verbal and- and Stay really strong in the things that make you better. I feel like so many people need to hear that. Yes. I love it. Okay. On the Noah topic, (laughs) (laughs) how do you deal with him going to parties and on different trips and just his work in general with what he does? How do you deal with that? I love this because so many people ask me like that question, right? They're like, how do you do it? People ask me that about you. And you know what I say? (laughs) That's why we work. Yeah. Because I have time for me. This is literally like when we started dating, I had been in a lot of relationships and was not single that long. I was single for three months. I even told him I could have used a few more months, but you can't, 
predict when you're going to fall in love or meet your person. So yes, he had this busy, busy life. But I found when I stopped saying yes to everything with him, I was able to be with myself and like do the things that I needed for me. Yeah. And I I loved it. Like I started to really work on myself. And then I realized when we're together, I still need to do that. I can't just stop and throw it away because he's in, he's with me now. So that was a really big thing, but it's really why we work. I mean, I will say that I knew his, his life. Like I know his life, right? I, I waited on him as a cocktail waitress when he was dating, when I was dating. And it's Noah's job. Like that is his business. So I, and Noah's the most respectful man. Like I trust him with every ounce of my being. Mm -hmm. I never think about who's at the table, who's this. And I don't, Yes, it has something to do with the way that he is and how he makes me feel, but it's because I'm confident in my my own skin. I'm mm -hmm. really confident with myself yeah. and that we chose each other that when he's working and there's beautiful people talking to him, hugging him, I, I'm okay with it. I just, I, I think it's, maybe it has a lot to do with the fact that like I worked in that industry and I know what that industry is and People can think Noah's out hanging, whatever, but that's his business. His job. It's his he's job. He he's is out. working. So uh, I, I don't think a lot of people really see it that way. But for me, I can honestly tell you that I do not sit around thinking about what he's doing when he's not with me. I don't. <laughs> Should I more? I don't know. I can. I don't. And I don't want to say I don't care. I'm just like, I'm good. <laughs> like, this is, like, I don't waste energy on things that are, like, that's wasteful, a wasteful use of your time and I would your energy. also mean that there was a trust issue, and that that's clearly not what right. you guys have. You also were friends before. So, right. like you said, that foundation was already there, and you already knew what he was all about. So, you went into the relationship knowing. You would never believe, like people are saying, are you worried? You would you would never be worried. Right. You knew not to be worried. No, I knew not to be worried. I mean, even going back years ago, I remember like when he was entertaining certain clients and he was out extra late. I didn't like it. So I told him, I said, this doesn't make me feel good. It, it doesn't feel great for our relationship. If I wake mm -hmm. up in the middle of the night and you're not there, that doesn't work for me, <laughs> you know, and mm -hmm. got very clear with that. And he honored it. I right. think that's important to communicate your needs. And one thing that Noah and I do as well that I think also makes us feel really safe with each other when we're not together is I always send him a text when I'm home. Always, maybe once in a blue moon, I'll like fall asleep, but I find that that just feels good. It's like a good sense it's of security. It's too. respectful. And it's just like, hey, babe, so late, just got home, had an amazing night, like call you in the morning just just to communicate. I mean, yeah. by the way, when I'm gone on trips, I don't, I don't even call Noah every single time, like every single day. Mm -hmm. Maybe a text, maybe a FaceTime with him and the kids, but I'm not like all up in what he's doing. People need space, you guys. Give your spouse space. Everyone is so 
stuck up each other's ass. You know ass. what I love that you say? Like, that people texting each other all day. I'm like, who I, who's texting? <laughs> Don't call me during the day ever. <laughs> like, we could do a whole podcast people on need the calls. Space. And yeah. if you're feeling so, <sighs> what do they do? You need to look in the mirror. Because this has nothing to do with them and everything to do with you and things you need to work on. Mm. And that is what makes your relationships in life better with your friends, with your parents, with your people. No one wants to be around needy energy. No one. Cut it. Like, you got to cut it. Mm -hmm. You got to work on your stuff. Mm -hmm. Look in the mirror. Like, look at your behaviors. It's not attractive. That is not hot. There is no longevity there. No, it's Like, who true. wants to deal with that? People need to hear it. People need to hear it. This okay. is the platform for me to unleash. <laughs> Keep them coming. Yeah. I'm getting hot. <laughs> no, right? Okay. Now to relax a little bit. What... <laughs> <laughs> She's like, oh, I'll skip over the next one. <laughs> no, no, no. This one's good. We're gonna take it down a notch. So what do you do? <laughs> what do you do when you can't sleep? Ooh. What are some tools? Love this. I avoid touching that phone. Like, oh, I really stay away from the phone. Mm-hmm. Because if you think going on your phone and scrolling on Instagram is going to help your sleep, it is not. It's going to awaken your soul and like the lights, even if you dim, like it's just, it's going to activate the system. Yeah. So I heard something recently that was like, you think you're lying down in bed scrolling and you think you're relaxing. It's not relaxing. But you're scrolling. So your cortisol is up. Right. It's the same thing with television. I think just technology in general to really avoid it. If I wake up and I really cannot sleep, I will put my legs up the wall. I'll do a little inversion because it just helps the blood to rush down. You are going to, it is restful, even though it's like increasing circulation. I think it just like gives you a moment to just come back to your breath, Mm -hmm. right? Like just laying flat sometimes if you elevate the legs, even if you just put a pillow underneath. And then I'll turn on like either a, like a sleep meditation. We have one coming soon, you guys, on the platform for members. And, or I'll do like a peaceful meditation playlist, like just like a sleepy time playlist. And I, I really try not to do too many things. Mm -hmm. I don't, I try not to get up and just, you know, be with that kind of awakeness, but get myself back to a sleepy state. I have been covering my eyes wearing something over my eyes and it does really help. And it's even not if annoying. You, no, it has to be loose. I cannot okay. have anything tight. It has to be like almost like it's not there. Mm-hmm. Even if you don't have an eye mask, I'll take a shirt and I'll put like the sleeve over my eyes and it really helps. Cause like even in a dark room, like you can still see and right. I think it just Okay. Yeah. Try that. All of these things really help. And yeah. go to the bathroom because, like, you might have to go to the bathroom and you're, like, it's waking you up and you're not even, and yeah. like, no one wants to get up to pee, but get up and pee. Yeah. I and always, I'm like, just go do it. <laughs> yeah. Just go do we'll it. And sound machines, too. Like, I love, white I mean, noise. like, love white noise. Yeah. I love the sound of a fan. Rain. Mm. 
ocean sounds, like anything that soothes you. Mm -hmm. Sometimes like the waves crashing can wake you up. Mm -hmm. So just be careful what you're listening to. But what about breathing? I really try not to turn because you have to turn on lights. Mm, I just try to, I mean, obviously with turning on music, I guess, yes, you do. If you don't have something next to you that isn't your phone, I feel like most people- Yeah, but like try not to turn on any lights. Yeah. Even when you use the bathroom, like I think like getting a nightlight or something that's like really Mm -hmm. dim, um, like the selenite lamps, the salt lamps, like those types of things that have that really soft light. Yeah. I'm super big on, I'm so light and sound sensitive. Mm. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. I am too. Yes. Like if your person is snoring and they wake you up, like I'm I'm telling you all this stuff really works. Sometimes you have to go in the other room, but keep applying all the principles. <laughs> um, okay. We would love to know about your time management skills because you seem to be doing it all. I don't have any. All the time. <laughs> it's called, it's called Ava. What time are we it's supposed called, to start this yes, podcast? It's called a team <laughs> to keep you on point. And, and that's just me being honest. I mean, I have definitely come a long way. I always try to be really respectful of people's time. I don't, it's not like I'm late on purpose. I just have so many things going on. And then I look at that email or I look at that DM saying like you tagged the wrong brand. And I'm like, oh my God, I have to fix the tag. <laughs> you know, and it's like, I get caught up so easily. So I really try to stick and commit to the schedule that has mm-hmm. been molded for my day mm-hmm. and give people a proper heads up if I'm running late. But I mean, I do wait. <laughs> Dylan's like, <laughs> I'm like, it's okay to say you're still working. <laughs> I'm still really working on that, but I don't have the best. I mean, it's, I always love talking to like Lauren from the Skinny Confidential, mm. like her how she time blocks and she habit stacks and does all of this stuff. And I do it, but I'm not like, I don't, I don't love a schedule. Yeah. I'm like non-committal. I'm a Sagittarius through and through. I'm like a butterfly flying through the day. I would love to just do everything like flying by the seat of my pants. But when you run a business and you have 20 people on your team, you can't do that anymore. I mean, Dylan knows. Dylan, like, remember when you used to like, work in the bed with me. I'd be like, we're not, I'm not getting out of bed today. Just go to the bottom. <laughs> I was also pregnant. pregnant. So that will give <laughs> but you, you know, one. like, yeah, no, you've it's definitely, a work in progress. Yes, and that's fine. Yes. But I, I think communication, communication and trying to really stick to the agenda for the day, which is why on the weekend, I love no plans. Yes. I'm like, I love cannot that. live a scheduled life for the rest of my, like, I love, I need to do things. Of course you got to stick to it, but let the schedule go as much as you can on the weekend. That's such I don't, a good tip. I don't pre-commit to like too many dinner. I, I just, I don't like to feel too bogged down mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I really want to go with the flow. I mean, that's like how I teach. Yeah. Like if I had to write, I, I just like to go with what is intuitively there. Mm-hmm. And maybe that night I don't want to do dinner. Right. Yeah. You know? But you're also really good at having one thing kind of per day that you focus on. Like today we're stacking podcasts. Yes. Uh, tomorrow you're filming workouts. Like, right. It's like you have that one on Thursday. You're doing emails. Like right. it's like there's you. This schedule, is true. Yeah. You kind of time block your days. 
This is from the, like, I mean, this is really from the help and support of my team with creating, putting structures in place that support me Mm -hmm. because I am the type of person, like Monday is a big meeting day, Zooms, meetings, we have our team meetings, leadership meetings. So for me, like I know I am really not my best if I have to do more than four Zooms in a day. I'm not, I can't see my energy drops, but sometimes you have to do it. So I find like even, you know, communicating with Ava, I need 20 minutes. I have to get up. I have to, if I didn't move, I have to do something where like what I've been doing is I walk around because we're out east right now. But when I'm back in the city, I'm just going to be walking barefoot on the concrete, I guess. (laughs) But I like, I find getting outside and going for like a little walk, you know, get some vitamin D exposure, ground your feet to the earth if you can, if there's like a pile of dirt or I'm telling you it is what has kept me so grounded with the load of calls and all of the things. Mm -hmm. Um, Sit and eat your lunch with no screens in front of your your face. Exactly. Yes. And it's, you guys, pay attention. Like when you're in a restaurant or like somewhere for lunch, how many people are eating and their phones in their hand. I hate that. We all do it, right? But I think just becoming more mindful and trying to pull yourself away from it. It's also really bad for your brain health mm, to yeah. be so locked into technology all of the time. No, it feels good to get out. Yeah, it does. Okay. Can you speak to the privilege in your life? Sometimes it can feel a little unattainable, such as nannies, mm-hmm. et cetera. Totally. I'm very happy to have this conversation as transparently as possible because I grew up with zero privilege Zero. So I am very aware of my privilege. I am. I have a lot of privilege. And I will never sit here and say that I don't. I've worked my ass off to get to where I am, regardless of what people may see from the outside. You know, they see me with Noah, a successful businessman, and think, that, you know, that was like my way in. And I think at the end of the day, it's it's just knowing who you are, right? Yeah. And while I have a lot of things, I do. I have a lot of things. Like even looking back at like my younger self, I'm like, oh my God, like all I wanted was like a nice house. That was like my dream. Mm-hmm. I wanted a nice house somewhere that I like was so proud to come home to. And and I have that, you know, I, I have that now. And what I've realized is no matter what you have in life, it will never determine who you are as a human. So for me, while I recognize my privilege, I will never let my privilege define who I am. Mm-hmm. And it's it's my job to stay so grounded and humble in who I am as a human being, aside from what people see, to know that that is what matters in life. Mm. That's what matters. I don't care who the hell you are, what the hell you have, what you can do for people. At the end of the day, the most important thing is how you treat people. Mm. And that to me is like, I stay so grounded and humble in that. And I share this with my children. I let them know how I grew up. I tell them stories all the time. When I went to, when the team and I went to volunteer at the River Fund, like I told Benjamin about 
the entire experience. And, and I want him to know. Mm-hmm. I want him to know that even when we're walking in New York and there's homeless people crying mm-hmm. to us to give them, you know, I say, okay, we're going to go and we'll get him, ask him if he wants a bagel. Obviously, distance, you have to be careful and safe. And I have good instincts to know if maybe that's not the person to do that to, just drop it and run. But it's, it's just a constant reminder to like I I I every single day I'm I'm like I can't believe the life that I live, mm. but the life that I live didn't just happen by chance. It's a combination of a lot of hard work with my relationship, with the work that I do, and never taking it for granted, and always, always giving back, carving out time. Even like doing something every day. I'm going to tell you a story because yesterday was Noah's birthday and we were in town and I we were at a coffee shop and there were stairs to get up the coffee, coffee shop. So I went, I got a coffee and I came down and there was this woman in a wheelchair and she was by herself. And I, I would like stop for a moment because like we were late. We Going back to that late thing. <laughs> We were a little late for lunch and we were hungry. We were rushing, you know, Noah was hungry and I just saw her and I was like, how is this woman going to get, and I, I, I saw she was alone. So I just like gave Noah, I'm like one second. And I said, are you, do you need help? And she was like, oh my God, yes, I, I can't go up the stairs. There's no um, ramp. And I was like, what do you want? And I got her lunch and she was like giving me her card. And I was like, she was, you guys, she was in her eighties and her name was Corinne. And she went, I said, Corinne, I want to treat you. I'm going to treat you. I got it. And I like got the girl. I told the girl, this is Corinne. Come bring her her food after she can't come up and get it when you call her name or her number. And, you know, I think it's just, and I'm not even sharing, like, I don't ever share things for recognition, but I think it's important to. No, but you do. It's I've, about the, the everyday things. But I've been with you enough, and you do that almost on a daily basis. You're so generous, and I really think that it's. I mean, your mother. It's like it's what it's all about. It's showing your kids. It's showing the world. You have a platform. It's showing the world that like we just have to open our eyes a little more and our hearts. Yeah, I think it's to help people. It's to help people, like it's amazing what each and every one of us can do to make someone's day, to put a smile on someone's face. And it doesn't even have to do with, it do, you don't have to give money to do that. It's just a gesture. It's it's extending yourself. It's stopping for one second and not being selfish. It's like being selfless in that moment. Like imagine you were her mm-hmm. and you were hungry, but you couldn't go Like, I think it's, we really have to move with more compassion and empathy. Mm-hmm. And that's why our world is where it is because people are so selfish. And I have self- selfish moments too, you know, but I think being able to recognize and I can't even tell you what that did for me. Mm-hmm. Do uh, First of all, I'm going to cry because when I gave her, when I like left her and she looked at me and she goes, what you just did for me was like, she's like, I'm going to cry. And I I was like, I'm going to (laughs) cry because it meant so much to her, you know, and like, but it just filled me up with so much love. And 
last night when we, when Noah and I were going to bed, he's like, you know, Melissa, I was like, when you went to stop and I was like, oh God, we're like, and then he's like, I just watched you with this woman. He's like, and I had to put my own agenda to the side for like a second, right? And it's just, it was just so beautiful. Like it was just such a great moment in life to be like, it's okay for five minutes. You know, like everyone's, we're always in a rush. We're always pushing people out, getting in the elevator before someone Mm -hmm. out here in the Hamptons. Oh my God, the land of entitlement driving is just like people will, everyone thinks it's their turn to go first. Like it's just, I think taking a step back and just observing it Mm -hmm. from like, you know, deeper lens, it's, it's just amazing what we can all do to collectively make the world a better place. And I will never sit here and ever say that I'm not privileged. I'm very privileged. And I am so lucky to have a platform that I can make a freaking difference, that a post to the River Fund can generate thousands of dollars for people who cannot put food on their table. And I I will never take that for granted. And yeah. I will always exercise that from the most grateful place that I'm able to do that. And it's, Mm -hmm. it's, I think that's just what we need more of it. Mm, We We need more. No, that was a beautiful story. Thank you for sharing. Thank you. And Corinne, I loved her. I I like, I was like, I wanted to bring her home. (laughs) I wanted to help her with groceries. It just became, you know, know, there's everyone can do something. It is so common for people to focus on the importance of exfoliating and moisturizing the skin on their face. But a lot of people just neglect to take care of your body with the same care. I have been using Skin and Senses Flawless Cellulite Reducing Coffee Scrub. You guys, this is no joke. I mean, it exfoliates your skin to the next level. It really gets in there. And after I'm done in the shower using this coffee scrub, I finish off with their Shine Revitalizing and Smoothing Body Oil. These products are incredible. I use these during pregnancy, after pregnancy, and they really work. And the best part is that they are made with clean formulations and you just notice a difference in the texture of your skin. When you exfoliate and then add a great hydrating oil, your skin absorbs it more, your skin glows, and it just really speaks for itself. I cannot recommend these Skin and Senses products enough. You can visit skinandsenses.com. That is S-K-I-N-A-N-D. S-E-N-S-E-S dot com and use code MWH15 for 15% off your order. You will not be disappointed with this combo. It is a game changer. You talked a little bit about this, but can you speak on some of the guilt or shame? I don't know if those are words that you used before, but around your childhood, where you came from. Yeah. I mean, it's what held me back for so many years. I think living in just like a secretive state of mind where I never wanted to reveal like 
the truth of like what I came from and what I went through. But I, you know, what I've discovered and what I continue to discover is the more honest mm -hmm. you are with yourself and like, it's like learning the, um, the embrace of like, what is, right? Like I did come from a very dysfunctional background that I was ashamed of for so many years that I, I mean, I look back and I'm like, well, that makes sense that I started, you know, the second I got away from home and I moved to New York and I had cystic acne, I had a needing, I pushed that stuff down so far. So the second I gave myself space, it all came up. Yeah. Like you can only push things down to a certain point. What? It's going to come up. It's going to come up. So for me, instead of looking at it as like a, the victim mentality of like, I grew up this way, oh, you know, poor me, I really saw like the, the lesson and, and like the learnings yeah. and like how a huge percentage of, percentage of the world doesn't grow up with a happy, healthy upbringing, you know? So I think for me, it's, I don't feel ashamed of it anymore. I really don't. I, I, I'm really grateful that I had the past that I had because it's what has me here. Yeah. Like I am strong as hell and it's because of what I went through growing up. So I, I it all comes back to just like embracing and not pretend. Like I was, I pretended I was such a perfectionist. I was so, you know, I was always trying to be something I wasn't. And then that gets really exhausting. That's harder to do than just to be honest. Couldn't imagine. You know, like yeah. the upkeep of that and the secrets and the, all the things. It just, it eventually gets to a point where it's exhausting. Yeah. Well, that's so, really where I feel like you turned around your life. When I got honest. Right. The second I got honest. Yeah. And for me, it, it actually started from sharing that I had struggled with an eating disorder. But then that, like, that was like a whole sense of freedom for me, even just verbally saying it, because I had never said it out loud. Mm. You know, I never thought I had an eating disorder because I normalized the habits that were not serving me to the point of like, I thought it was so normal. And I think just opening up that can of worms made me really, and, and it's, it was through therapy yeah, and through meditation and really kind of understanding why I was filled with, you know, excruciating anxiety, all of these things. So, I mean, it's amazing how light you feel when you share the truth, mm -hmm. when you share your truth. Mm -hmm. And I, I feel now that like, I'm a truth teller. I, I, Share it like it is now. Yeah. And I don't feel bad about it. I feel like it's really helpful for other people on that journey, especially in, when they're on the quest of owning who they are. Yeah, You know, yes. I think life gets so good when you can take a situation that wasn't the greatest, but you can see the I, I want to say beauty, but maybe it's not the beauty, but you can see like the lessons and the learnings from that experience mm -hmm. and then choose different. Like yeah. I chose different. But I feel like I, you've 
said that a lot before is where you like you where you came from you said you didn't want the same thing for your kids no and i think that's like there's absolutely nothing wrong with that and you worked your ass off to get where you are to give them a beautiful life yes and that's inspirational yeah i think it's yeah it's it i don't ever think about like oh i can't believe i can't like thank god i went through what i went through because i'm really a strong woman I think this is an interesting one. Um, what's your deepest negative thought about yourself? That is an interesting one. I know. Because I feel like it's definitely like we're all about the happiness, but it's right. like, it's just so curious. What, how do you view yourself in like a negative light? Like, what's that one thing? So I don't, I mean, this is this has been uh, something that I have really practiced for many years and it's gotten to the point that I, I don't speak negatively to myself, about myself. I really, really try not to. I mean, of course, maybe you wake up and you're like, oh, I look tired today. I'm like, but I have a beautiful heart. Like, I always really try to not to focus on yeah. maybe something that's bothering me or like my cellulite show or like whatever it is, right? I, I don't really put my energy there anymore, but I would say the thing that can keep me up at night is is maybe a reaction to something, maybe something that I said or a delivery that didn't feel good mm. and affected someone else. Like those are the things that I am constantly working on where I'm not reacting and I'm responding yeah. and I'm and it's after like giving myself time and one freaking human, right? Like even I'll use today, for example, like something happened. I didn't meditate yet, but I called Dylan and I said what I felt. And then I'm like, I need to meditate. I have to go. And I'm like, did I need to do that right there? You know, like I think that for me is is a little bit of a battle where I try. I really try to practice what I preach, but it's just normal Mm -hmm. to like, I am not freaking perfect, but I think it's maybe saying things or my delivery that those things I'm really trying to work on where I'm like, Melissa, you're better than that. Mm-hmm. Like you didn't need to say it that way, to make them feel that way. And those are the things that I I don't beat myself up about, but I'm very self-aware of. Right. But it's also just a lot. Le- you're exactly like you said, you're working on yourself. It's a lesson. It's a lesson. Like today I was like, you, okay, Melissa, you could have meditated and then called Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> but I called her first and she got she got the real version of the feelings and then happened and literally it was like gone with the wind after like it's just amazing by the way how something pisses you off and you're just so angry about something and then you take a minute with yourself and you come back and you're like huh (laughs) i really kind of turn that into something it didn't need to be turned yeah. into. So there's so yeah. many things. It's just like all about self-awareness. Yeah. And like I have worked so consistently at getting to a place where like I genuinely love myself. I am so kind and loving to myself because I have kids 
who look at the way how I treat myself is a reflection of how they are going to treat themselves. So I am very careful of things that I say around my kids. And I mean, I've been at dinners with parents who are maybe like met their calorie count. This is a true story. Met their calorie count for the day. And I'm, I'm trying not to judge. I'm intrigued. And I'm, and then discovering that that person has a daughter and that that energy and that way of being is going to be what the child unfortunately picks up. Mm-hmm. And listen, things were said to me around me when I was little and I was I became very self-conscious of things and I think we have to be mindful of the words that we use and and how we're using them mm-hmm. and not just in front of our kids or in front of people but to ourselves. Yeah. How do you talk about yourself? Like when you look in the mirror most people go first to the flaws or something yeah. that they don't love or is that isn't working or mm-hmm. you know and I think it's it's really finding that like love and acceptance and being really gentle with yourself like that goes a long way mm-hmm. okay this is good going into my next one so okay. someone asked the down and dirty of your beauty routine what i really think they were getting at is botox, botox. this is always a <laughs> like an i whenever i do a q a it's like so many of the same question I'm like okay guys we're going there yeah and i have opened up about this before because it's not a secret for me, right? It's It's been a, a journey. I touched on this with Lauren Everett on her podcast, Get the Fuck Out of the Sun, because we went there immediately on skin. And for me, I when I was in my l- late 20s, it was my early 30s, where I started, you know, it was like picking myself apart. Everyone is trying things like at least it in my life it was like friends are doing fillers botox this and that and i was like okay i need to do all of these things and i started trying things and i had put filler in my laugh line and i did lip injections and i did botox and i realized at that time it was a lot of like almost looking to love myself through doing things to change maybe something i i was like didn't love a line on my face or whatever and as I have, as I've gotten older, and then I went through a period where I was like, I don't need any of that. That is not ever going to make me love and accept myself. I was like against it. I've said things that I wish I could take back about it because at that point in my life, it, I, I see now that it was judgy. Right. It was a judgy perception. And, you know, for me, as I meditate and have just really become comfortable with who I am. And it was after quarantine and just going through it. We've all been through it. And I just remember looking and I was like, I'm going to get a little bit of Botox here and I'm not, I'm not judging myself for it. I love myself, but I'm going to do that because I want to. Mm. And I'm a grown woman and I can make decisions and and I'm not sitting here necessarily really advertising the need for Botox because I don't think anyone needs it. It's a want, right? It's a desire. And it's also a relationship that I built with myself where it's like, I really, like, I'm not looking to transform myself. I love who I am. If you are and you want a certain look, great. 
do you. Do what makes you happy. It's all at the end of the day, it's like a personal preference. And for me, it was finding someone who like understood me that I want movement, that I'm not, I want like baby Botox. And also, this is very important because I think there is such a misconception that Botox is what is going to make your skin beautiful and youthful. And let's be honest here. Is it going to smooth lines? Yes, bring in some youth. Okay. But it's not going to like make your skin beautiful. Like taking care of your skin comes starts from the inside out. And it's like what you're putting in, what you're putting on. And I take really good care of my skin. So I, I think it's just important to say that. And at the end of the day, you have to do you. I'm not at, you know, if if I'm going to see Laura Dyer, that's who I see, who I really love, who I really trust. I'm not in the office videoing it because I am very aware that I have a lot of younger girls and guys following me. And I never want people to feel like they need this to be, to feel beautiful or to, you know, like, I, it's my own personal thing. Like everything doesn't need to be advertised, but I, I found right now why, you know, I'm not, it's not a secret. I'm not looking to not be honest about it. It's just something I choose not to share all the time because I'm very aware of the way things can be interpreted yeah. from maybe younger girls who haven't found this love for themselves. So... No, I love it. Yeah. You're allowed. And that's the thing is you're allowed to do whatever yeah, you like want. I have friends who are getting their boobs. Want. I'm like, do you? Yeah. Like, are there levels of toxicity? Yes. <laughs> There's levels of toxicity and dyeing your hair of walking out in New York City and walking on the street. Just, you know, you have to choose what you want to do. And it's it all boils down to your own preferences and what makes you feel good. Yep. All right. We got the scoop. Yes. By the way, I don't, I learned from the filler here. Like I look back at the, I'm like, why didn't anyone tell me? Oh my God. I don't do filler, any filler. Like I've had people ask like my cheek, I don't have any, I've never done filler here in my cheekbones. If you have, great. I'm just letting you know that I haven't. And it just, I learned that didn't work for me. Okay, good. Yeah. Less is more in my eyes and my experience, Mm. but some people want more. Do that. Do you. Everyone has to do them. Yeah. Do you. How do you keep up with it in the face of your business? And do you have someone on the team post for you? Do you post? How does the posting go down? Ugh, I'm so happy to hit this one head on. You guys, I post everything myself. No one posts for me. No one has no access one to your Instagram. captions for me. Everything I share is from me. However, I do have Madison who creates, you know, I'll give her footage. She's a videographer, photographer who works with us and she'll combine things, but it's really, I mean, I run my my social media. I always have, it's something early on that I realized I have built this community because it is me. So I never want to 
hand that over to anyone else, right? It's like, this is a connection that I have with this community. And I think it's really important for me to always be me and to never, never have anyone else take that over. Yeah. I mean, I think there was a like short period where we tried like having help with DMs. Like I would have someone and then it just, I realized I can't do that. No. So like, I don't get to everything. It's a very long time ago. So very long time ago. And listen, we're in a process right now where we, you know, we have a solution to something that will Mm -hmm. take place this fall. And I think it will be amazing. But for social media, I think people believe that I just like am walking around videoing every single moment of every single day and like not being present with things. And it's really not the case. Yes, I capture a lot. I share a lot. (laughs) Even Dylan (laughs) before this, I was like, oh, did you see that? She's like, you just posted a lot today. I don't know. (laughs) Like I post a lot. I share a lot. But I have found a little bit of a system that works for me. And it's to have moments where I'm like, I'm in the mode of capturing and then I put my phone away. And then later I'll share it. So instead, and, and maybe sometimes it's like a rapid fire in the moment share. But I find for me, I don't like to share any location when I'm actually there. I always post after I leave for safety reasons. And just because I don't need to post everything right there on the fly. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's a combination of like capturing, staying present. And then later on, I have my like, time. if you, if you pay attention. I mean, not that you're going to sit here and dock when I'm posting, but like I have my morning I post. I usually have a, I go blank for hours and then I come back when I'm like, like I have kind of an art and a system. Yeah. Without being too structured. Like I just move in the flow of like what works for me. And Mm -hmm. if I feel like if I start getting headaches or migraines from being on my phone too much, I know I need to like pull it back, mm-hmm. pull it in. Well, you also work not just- I work off my phone. Yeah, like she does emails on her phone. I so just, it's, I'm like a rapid fire texter. Yeah, I'm not an typer. emailer. <laughs> not a- I love when it's, I like will wake up in the mornings and you did your like, like, oh, she did email. her yeah. nighttime. <laughs> I mean, I, I end up sending emails around nine, your, again, nine and- really like 8.30 to 9.30, sometimes 10. Mm -hmm. I try to get off my phone before then. But life happens. Things come up. But yeah. yeah, But it's it's, your, again, it's yours. Like it's it's kind of like your schedule, which, and it works. Yes. And I mean, I wouldn't have the business that I have if it wasn't for social media. So even though social media can get such a bad rap, I think it's, it's each and every one of our jobs and responsibilities to find a groove in your life that works for you. Because really, social media can enhance everyone's business, essentially, Mm -hmm. if you think about it, right? I mean, I've seen it happen across the board, whether you're in real estate, whether you're a doctor, whether you are a vet, right? Like you can share any business and it can really grow from just putting it out there. That's right? incredible. It's incredible. So I think finding that sweet spot with yourself and it all comes back to self-awareness and getting to know the rhythm that works for you. When I was on the girls trip, I found like I would have my moments, capture, capture, 
stay present. be with everyone be present enjoy the moments okay yes maybe your your phone eats first when the phone, <laughs> we've been saying that a lot when your food comes to the table take the and then put it away put your phone away so it's yeah, true though find that, the rhythm like, with yourself that also social media does get such a bad rap but it also follow the people you want to follow mm-hmm. and taking the t- like I only follow people that I love what they show and it's most of the time like helpful wellness type things I love it I put my phone away by eight o'clock at night and I'm done and I don't allow myself to look at it again that's so great yeah. and I mean speaking of follow who you want to follow I feel like maybe over the past like couple of years, like I got like follow happy, which is fine, <laughs> right? Like it was just like, follow, 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 follow. And then I've, I have been, I was not inspired by social media, by Instagram. And I'm like, why am I not inspired? Like, why aren't I feeling inspired? It was always such a great source of inspiration for me. So I started paying attention. And then as I was following, I'm like, I have no idea who this person is. Who's this person? Whose brother, cousin, baby? I knew no one that I was following. And it just became a hole of like, I wasn't interested. So you have to clean it up sometimes. You have to. And it's no disrespect. (laughs) It's just coming back to like, social media is meant to be a source of inspiration, I think, Mm -hmm. and motivation and to be this hub that you can come to maybe when you're lacking those things. And if you're not feeling that way, pay attention to who you follow. And if you're not feeling inspired or uplifted by the people that you're paying attention to their lives, you've got to let it go with love. There's no, you know, there's no hate or nasty energy attached to it. It's just... I've really been paying attention to that. Mm-hmm. And it's just that. like, I just wasn't, I didn't know anyone. No. I didn't know anyone. And I'm like, it's gotten too much. Like I went too deep. It's and like I, who I you're need allowing to bring it. In, it's who your you're allowing into your life. Yeah. Physically, energetically. Yeah. And not just cleaning up on social media, you guys, it's in life. Who are you allowing to pull up a seat at your table? Mm. Make sure it's people you actually want to have dinner with. Because if you're not interested to go to your dinners or you're like not excited, they're probably not your friends. So true. Yes. I only like to surround myself with people I'm really excited to go see. Yeah. And then life is worth living. You get excited about life. You know? People forget that. I know. Because everyone is so focused on people pleasing. Mm -hmm. And they're people pleasing because they haven't even carved out enough space in their life to please themselves. Mm. This is good. (laughs) So freaking true. Okay, bringing it back to the business and yourself. So someone asked, how do you see both yourself and the future of MWH? Oh, wow. I know. I don't know how we're going to answer this one, but. (sighs) This is such a good one. I see the future of MWH being the one-stop shop for making mindful wellness accessible and attainable for all. Mm. Like, (laughs) yes, that's just how it started. And that's how I want it to continue to be. I really want to help and guide 
the souls who are unhappy in their life and maybe are too young to leave home or they don't have enough money. And I want to show people that there's another way, that there is a way out. And the, the only way out is through. And it's through doing the work here with yourself, getting yourself to a really grounded, centered place so that you can confidently move in the direction of your dreams and make them a reality. Like, you know, I, I think of myself, like my, I mean, I'm going back seven years old that used to look out the window and think life, everything was impossible. I literally thought everything was impossible. And I mean, it wasn't really until I moved to New York. So think about that, living a whole life, right? Where I really didn't think, I didn't think life was beautiful. I didn't, but I stayed the course. Like I wasn't necessarily like working on myself. I was like working to make money, but like that is what helped me move and see myself for the first time in my life. And I, I know that there is an, there is another way and like there there is a beautiful life on the other end of shifting your perception towards what's in front of you and and really working at moving away from the victim mentality because mm-hmm. most people live in a victim mind and you're never going to grow when you think everything is happening to you instead of for you. Mm-hmm. I was waiting for you to say something about how bad do you want to feel good? Because I also feel like that's very much like making, this is all about making people feel their absolute best. Yeah. Continually through food, through mind, physical, all of it. Yes. Like, I I mean, I can't tell you how many people I have conversations with and it's like, oh, it's so hard to like, how do you do it every day? And how do you do this? I, I mean, I honestly have to say that that's a low vibrational way of thinking. I couldn't agree more. I'm sorry. I'm not really interested to be around that energy. And the reason is, is because you're choosing to do all of the other things. And I mean, you're talking to someone who has a day, like from the moment I wake up to the moment I go to bed, I have stuff to do. We all do, right? Kids, business, wife, pick up, drop all the things. And if I can get in a meditation and a a 15 minute workout, so can you. Mm -hmm. It's all about seeing things differently and finding opportunities in your life, in your day, in in the way that you live your life to make a damn change, Mm -hmm. to make something that you desire come a reality. And the only way it's going to happen, you guys, isn't through marrying someone with money or attaching yourself to a certain friend group is from you doing the damn work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You, it's up to you. You are entirely up to you. And like Dylan said, I know even for me, when I don't want to do it, asking yourself that one simple question of like, how bad do I want to feel good today? I am telling you, it is what helps me get on that mat every mm-hmm. single day. Yeah. And so this fall, because this is going to be coming out in September, this fall, just stay tuned for more of where all that came from, because there's just going to be more, more, more. Yeah. Like a lot more. Yeah. 
so much more. Yeah. All the things you want, hand delivered. Yeah. <sighs> I just can't wait. I know. <laughs> okay. Last one. If you could go back, is there anything that you would do differently? I want to be one of those people that's like, no, this is what, I mean, of course. It's like all of the things that happened in the past is what has me here today. But I have to say that I would do something differently. And and for me, I would have been honest with a I, w- I, w- I would have really tried to be more honest with even just things. I mean, I think I had a really bad history of like not being honest about things and being really secretive. And it hu- it hurts a lot of people. I hurt a lot of people with being that way. And yes, I've learned through doing that, that being honest is the best policy, but you know, I think for anyone listening who is in a place of their life where they're, you know, you, you're really like honing in and want to see yourself. I think people aren't honest with themselves and they're not honest with everyone in their life. And, and if I could, there are things I would have gone back so that I wouldn't have hurt certain people or just carried that energy myself because it's like a double-edged sword, right? Mm -hmm. It's like when you're, I mean, it's painful, right? Like when you're inflicting pain on someone else, it's you're inflicting pain on yourself. Well, it's almost like when you're lying to someone, you're lying to yourself. You're lying to yourself. So I I think that is something I would have done differently. And I think, I'm not speaking of even with the eating disorder, it was just little white lies that I would like, not be honest about something mm-hmm. to a boyfriend or, to, you know, and it's like, I I would do that differently. Right. If I could. Oh, it's good advice. It's good to just have people be able to like reflect and say, hmm, how can I right. maybe see that in myself and change? Right. Because sometimes you don't even know that you're doing it. It's like. Oh, I mean, I had no self-awareness at right. that point. And I would have started meditating much younger, mm. much younger. Mic drop. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yep. I know. What time, What age did you start meditating? I mean, I've been with Noah for 12 years and it was right before, it was like right when we started dating. So okay. I've been meditating for 12 years. Wow. Like consistently. Okay. So every we day. like the same age. For like 12 years. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. So all those 20 somethings like. <laughs> yes. I would have, I'm telling you, I would have cultivated a practice much sooner. Right. And I am here cultivating that practice for all of you to put into play because it changes your life. All right. Amazing. That was great. Thanks, Melissa. Thanks, Dill. I love having you. (laughs) I really hope you enjoyed that episode. You can follow me on Instagram at Melissa Wood Health. And if you are new to me, you can sign up for the MWH seven-day free trial with access to over 300 plus categorized workouts and guided meditations, all available on melissawoodhealth.com.